Welcome to the Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast. Our host, Oscar and Dermo, will together with guests share proven, tested strategies for improving your life and business. At the end of each episode, you will learn how you can use technology to implement those strategies into your daily life. We want to help you bridge the gap from inspiration to implementation. Welcome to another episode of Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast. In this episode, we will learn how we will work in the future. How will the future workplace look like 10 years from now? I'm interviewing Peter Udforst, who is the CEO of a company called Office Management. And Office Management uh, did a, a future studies as part of their strategy. They looked at how, how would we work 10, how, 10 years from now? How will the office environment look like? So in this episode, you will learn two things. First, Peter is sharing a little bit lessons from this study that they did. That, that's one thing that's really interesting. The second part is you will also learn how future studies can be part of a strategy to improve engagement, to get more clients, and how to use education in your sales and marketing. Which, uh, yeah, it's quite interesting how uh, office management use these future studies uh, in many different areas. I'm sure you will enjoy this episode. Me and Peter talk workplace of the future. Peter Udfors, the CEO of Office Management. Welcome to the Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> we uh, met in Dubai a couple of months ago, and now we are in Sweden, a little bit colder. But I'm happy to be in your office and see how you how you work here. Absolutely, You're very welcome. Mm. So, can you maybe start sharing a little bit uh, in general about office management and what you guys do? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> so, office management is a company that was founded uh, 25 years ago. It's a Nordic company with uh, 450 dedicated employees uh, working uh, with uh, uh, management and helping our customers with everything that has with their offices to do. We have a net sales of about 130 million euros and uh, we're owned by, the, by a private equity company. And uh, we have today approximately 8,000 customers throughout the, uh, the Nordics. Yeah. I know you do a lot of research about the future and that's one of the topics that I'm interested in. So that's main topic of today, but maybe we can start by going back in time to 1993 when you started. And the uh, I think the office environment was very different, uh, probably no internet. So what was the original service that you provided to the customers and uh, how was the office back in 1993? I was actually in high school, so I was not working at the time. Okay, so. okay. No, first of all, I was not part of the company back in 93. Uh, but the company was founded um, and, and uh, in the beginning the company was selling uh, fax machines and copy machines. So that, that was the core business and that was uh, uh, some sort of digitalization at, at the time with um, fast um, um, printing copy machines and, and also telefaxes of course. Then the company was, was growing steadily and they started to add services to our customers. So from, from document management, we went into uh, telephony, uh, we went into facility management, and with facility management, uh, what we're providing is everything from, from coffee to interior design um, and, and uh, these type of services, all the way to cleaning uh, services also. Mm. Uh, and then also we started with IT services, providing um, computers, uh, software, storage solutions to customers, and also visual communication. So there today th there, are, there are five business segments, which are uh, document management, IT services, facility management, visual communication, and telephony. 
So these are the five. So um, to answer your question, this is um, a company that does not have uh, the, its own products. It's not proprietary products. So what the company did already at the time, in back in 1993, was to select the best uh, document machines, printing machines that was on the market, and started to sell them to, to customers. So we are, we are selecting products uh, on the market and then selling them to small and medium enterprises. So our customer focus from the beginning was not the large corporations in the Nordics, uh, because the large corporations, they have a lot of own resources to, to, to seek out the best solutions for their workforce. Uh, the smaller companies, however, they have very much focus on their core business and a scarcity of, of uh, competencies to, to procure the right tools for their, their employees. And that's where we come into the picture. So we help the small and medium enterprises to uh, select the best and most efficient tools for their uh, intellectual work. Mm. So, so that, that's from where we started yeah. to, to where we are. And, uh, and nowadays, what is, like, what is the top uh, out of these five areas? Which is the biggest area? Um, it's actually the, the three biggest areas right now, they, and they're equally big, <laughs> surprisingly mm. enough. It is um, document management, uh, facility management, and visual communication. The fastest growing business segment, uh, that is IT services. Okay. Um, and I guess that we're coming into that, and that's also due to the convergence between the different services, that mm. uh, telephony and uh, IT services and visual communication, they are technically merging and has been merging over mm. a certain time frame. Wh documentation, so that's physical, all the storing all the old files and documents? Is that correct? Or? Uh, that's correct, but, but pri primary business there, it's the, the uh, printing machine, the, mm -hmm. the, the printer that you have connected to your PC. Mm. So, so you have a, you know, a brand like Sharp, uh, etc., cetera, uh, or, or similar. Mm. Uh, and that's a declining market, obviously. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, how much is still printed in Sweden and how much is uh, digitalized in this? The, the market as such, the, the total uh, market for print management in Sweden has a size of about 200 million euros. Um, whereof we have a substantial market share, uh, and this market is, is decreasing with approximately 5% per year. Okay. So, because people have been talking about the paperless office for many years, but we're still not there. Huh? Uh, if I look at me personally, uh, I'm absolutely there, because yeah. the, the, the paper that I'm using in my day-to-day -day work, that is uh, maximum post-it notes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but I know, I mean, uh, like some businesses like lawyers or uh, real estate brokers, they, they are obliged to still use a lot of paper. Mm. So, so I, uh, our assumption for the future is that it will continue to decline with this 5% and, and uh, yeah. that's about that. Because market. I assume this will also become digitalized in the future, also these things for lawyers and uh, I assume, but uh, if, exactly. if they are secure solutions, uh, so like if maybe we look blockchain solutions. And yeah, so if we look on our business, the document management business area uh, does not decrease that much for the reason that the scanning is increasing and mm. you want to go from analog to digital so you're scanning documents 
your OCR reading them, so you digitalize them, and you need storage and all type of management solutions mm -hmm. around the, the documentation. Okay. So let's uh, look a little bit into the future. Mm -hmm. uh, you've be been uh, on your website. You have a lot of information about uh, how the workplace in the future and the work day, how how a work day looks like in the future. What what is uh, what is the reason for this? Like, and how do you do this research? Is that internally, or do you use external consultants to help you with this research? Mm -hmm. Yeah, th this is really interesting. <coughs> I started with the company in April 2019, so I've not even been a, a year with the company. So when I came to the company, I've been president for a number of different companies uh, in, in, my, a few, um, in my past career. Um, but always when I entered a new position or a new job, um, my first attention is to the market. How is this market developing and what will the future for this customer, uh, sorry, for this environment look and what will the future of the customers look like? So if you, if you start to be able to answer that question, then you can put a strategy for your company that most likely will be successful mm. uh, because you will need to, to, to follow the development of the market. So uh, what we did when, when I started with the company was that we looked on the, the markets in the Nordics for these type of services, IT, telephony, document, et cetera, et cetera. But then uh, we started to look a little bit further, not next year's total market, but I was pushing the, the team to look further beyond the corner mm. into, you know, let's say 10 years. Mm. And, and then all of a sudden, if you take that discussion in many areas, if you, if you ask people to, what will this look like in 10 years time? You, you release a lot of energy and a lot of thinking. And also if you, if you ask the question that you position yourself in 10 years from now, and you look backwards, and how would you comment the way that you're acting today when you're 10 years ahead in time? I, it's a very intellectually stimulating exercise to do. Did you listen to my interview with Kairos Future? Uh, no. Because he said exactly the oh same really? thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. He said, look beyond seven years, because then you need to really, uh, yeah, it's, it's a different kind of thinking. Because like three years forward is one way of thinking, but seven years, 10 years, it's a really different mindset. And it, like Jeff Bezos in Amazon, he apparently worked like this. Like he looked a little bit further ahead. What do people want 10 years from now? And he said, they still want to buy cheap products. They want fast delivery. That's mm -hmm. going to be the same. Technology might be different. Mm -hmm. So interesting that you, you okay. did the, the and same I, thing. Uh, yeah, and I think I'm a little bit fostered in hardware companies because I was president for a, for a company that is called Micronic. Uh, some time ago mm. and only the development process of the products the machines that that company does is two years so <laughs> already you you two years you you need to know what you need mm. uh, to have so then you must take a, a, a bet in the future and also you have often a scarcity of your resources so if you said okay in 10 years time it will be alternative a b or c but i can only afford to bet on one <laughs> mm. That makes the equation more difficult, obviously. Yeah. Now, for office management, that's much easier since we don't develop mm. our own equipment. We just mm. pick it in yeah. into the marketplace and we then we sell it to our customers. Um, but anyway, so, so that was the exercise that we started. And, and I, I realized that that created a lot of energy inside the company. Also, it created a lot of, of hopes for mm. the future. Because if you look into the next year only, 
then you have your budget, you have your competitors, you have all day-to-day -day problems. If you look 10 years into the future, you cannot even mm -hmm. understand what that will look like. So you, so it you drives disregard. The it drives the engagement of the employees as well. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then finally the effect here, and uh, I had no idea when we started this work, was that we understood the purpose of the company. Why do we exist and why will we exist in 10 years time mm. from now? Mm. Because the first question is, will office work exist in 10 years time? And that is a little bit of a question mark, of course. Yeah. But if you ask yourself the question, will intellectual work exist in 10 years time? That answer mm. will be yes, yeah. without any doubt. Mm. So then, okay, so what will intellectual work look like in 10 years time? That's where we started. So then uh, we pulled in consultants. We did a lot of document surveys and internet uh, scanning, etc., etc. I can't remember the number of surveys, but I heard a number of 200 surveys that we have been going through. Uh, we have been doing a lot of customer interviews, um, but you cannot really expect your customers to know what they will need in 10 years' time, but they can give you hints in their day-to-day -day problems today in what they will need in 10 years' time. And then also internally with our own uh, resource and then with our partners. I mean, we have partners such as Microsoft, Cisco, etc. And they have a lot of, of, of knowledge and understanding in these questions, of course. So uh, what, were, what was the biggest trends that you see from uh, the customer perspective uh, in the office environment? Yeah, so, so obviously we, we, we had a, a big, like a cloud of data and information, but we managed to to funnel that down to four big uh, trends that, that we have been as put down as, as anchors now. And, and uh, the first one is flexible meetings, uh, that we believe that in the future uh, we will not be as static as, as we are today. Um, and, and within flexible meetings you can also take into account the way that we work. I mean, our parents, they were working for a company and they took like a lifetime engagement with that company, basically. Um, nowadays, people are changing job every third or fifth year, et cetera, et cetera. I change every week. Every week, <laughs> yeah. Because I do new projects every okay. week. No, yeah, no, but no. seriously, but that's yeah. the way it goes. It's the gig economy. Exactly, I the gig yeah. economy. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. what we're heading at here, obviously. And uh, that, you, you know, you hook up with your Facebook and if you're expert in, in one niche, then you are a value for someone else in another country on another market. There are of course a lot of things to be solved over time here in terms of salaries and payments etc. Mm. etc. There are companies uh, that are seeking intelligence for uh, strategy between companies already now that are acting on the international uh, arena here. But anyway flexible meetings. Do you see um, like virtual reality being part of this? Do you uh, sorry, the like virtual reality, like meetings in virtual reality? Uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. if we look already now, uh, we have very advanced video conferencing systems. Yeah. Uh, so if you sit like I've been doing today, basically the whole day with people on other uh, locations, that you need good quality uh, visual meeting uh, technology. And uh, virtual reality, I mean, they're already now uh, more or less commercially available, mm. like 3D, uh, pictures mm. rather than a 2D mm. uh, person. That so, so that's absolutely. Uh, when will this be year. part of the portfolio for <laughs> office management? For office yeah. management, I think that that will take, take some time yeah. because um, one thing that is that it's possible to 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 purchase, but 
that it is profitable and and um, and good for our yeah. small and medium enterprises to yeah. procure that that's another thing yeah. so i think that's quite far away yeah starts from the client perspective yeah yeah uh, we we must do that mm. so and then the second trend is um, to work wherever you need to work mm. and that's i mean nowadays with the uh, uh, mobile uh, cell phone technology and and the pervasive computing we are more or less there uh, already now so whether you are traveling, uh, if you're sitting in a caf cafeteria or if you're sitting at the office, it does not matter really. Mm. Um, and the thing is also that, that we are in the old world with the eight hour work day. And we start in, in the beginning in the morning and work until five o'clock. But the, the human being does not work that way. We can have the smartest ideas just before we go to sleep or early in the morning when we are brushing our mm. teeth. And, and, and that is the value we give to the company. So, so this disconnection from physical places is the second very big uh, yeah. trend mm. that we see for the future. Mm. And that's more extrapolation rather than something new popping up, really. Yeah. Uh, I was in, a, just a side story, I was in outside San Francisco in a, uh, doing a wine tasting. And we started talking to the people next to us. And they were driving up from Arizona to uh, Washington, and they work for IBM. And they said, we can work wherever we want. So we spend the winters in Arizona and the summers in Washington. They were just dr driving up, uh, mm -hmm. up, stop for a wine tasting, uh, and then continue. And that was a work day for them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they had completely flexible. So I think this will happen more and more and that the companies will be result based, not just like sit in the physical office yes. for this number of hours. You know. mm -hmm. so, so, I mean, the more you can measure someone's value add during a work day or, or whatever, the more flexible you can be. But then, of course, there are, uh, are, are functions that will never be possible mm. <laughs> to, to have yeah. flexible yeah. but but it's a movement that's very strong yeah. already now obviously when will you the ceo be flexible when will you work from a beach in uh, thailand in uh, the winter i mean today it was the other way around i was sitting in, in this conference room and i had four persons on video conference one was at the ski resort because he was going to ski tomorrow another guy uh, was uh, at home because he had two children they were both sick and I can't remember the reasons for the other two, but I was in the office <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, having video conference with uh, them, and it worked flawlessly. Okay. Uh, yeah. so, so, so maybe in the future, the CEO will sit in the office and everyone else will be uh, somewhere else. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and the third one? Uh, the third, uh, that's, I would say, it's an enabler, mm. and that is uh, cloud uh, safe solutions in the cloud. Because a prerequisite in order to be mobile, have flexible meetings, a huge storage capacity, and also have more artificial intelligence and to be able to work on deviations rather than sitting and, and shoveling transactions back and forth as we do now, uh, we need safe uh, solutions in the cloud. And, and uh, this exists obviously already. The, the, the number of, of uh, terabytes and gigabytes that will be needed in the cloud are increasing dramatically. Today, mainly driven by demands in video, uh, but obviously also uh, storage. And here comes also, um, what is it called? It's um, uh, that, that your, your, your property, the company's um, uh, rights to patents, to methodologies, mm. etc., that are safely stored. 
So because if, if the asset of the company is not safely stored and also that you have a very high uptime, then, then you're at risk, of course. So for our customers, it will be a prerequisite that you have safe storage and also cost-efficient storage mm. uh, that, that uh, comes in, into the game here. Okay. And then number four, was that's artificial intelligence. Exactly. Yeah, You're right, yeah. uh, Oscar. It's artificial intelligence. So th that's the fourth uh, uh, trend that we see. Yeah. And, and that exists also. It's also an extrapolation of, of what we see today. And you can see everything from simple things as, you know, uh, I have a dinner this evening. So my, my Outlook knows that, which means that my Google knows that, mm. which means that it will ping me depending on the traffic traffic situation when mm. I need to take off from the office mm. today to not have an upset mm. wife <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> once yeah. I get home. Yeah. So and, and we look at solutions for our customers such as I mentioned for facility management, we do coffee machines. Mm. Uh, with that comes of course the machine to machine communication that the machine coffee machines knows when it needs to refill coffee. So this it is in your coffee machines already? Already now we yeah. have machine to machine. Mm. Uh, but the next step is obviously that then uh, the customer will need a refill of coffee. So then a drone will start on our mm. uh, storage area and then fly over to the customer, drop ship that, and they will refill the coffee mm. machine. Mm. Uh, also all sorts of uh, cleaning machines, you know, mm. in, in, in offices, uh, things like that. Uh, receptions, yeah. already now you can buy in Japan commercial uh, robots yeah, uh, yeah. that you have instead yeah. of a receptionist uh, in, in, in office areas. I, is that, uh, have you seen this in Sweden? Yeah. No, uh, yeah. I claim that we are going to have the first in our reception, but, yeah. <laughs> but we'll see, we yeah. have, we're not yeah. there yet. But you had such a friendly uh, lady in the reception. I know. She was really good. <laughs> I know. I think the robot should be assisting her, not uh, taking her job. Did you see her title? No, no. Uh, it's, a, it's a small um, uh, plaquette on, on the desk. It says, uh, Director of the First Impression. Ah. <laughs> and, and to be honest, she did a very good first impression. Okay. Uh, my background is hotels. And uh, so this was like almost like a hotel welcome, you know? Okay. So okay. We will tell her. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> um, and and yeah. let me just expand a little bit more on artificial intelligence since I think it's an important point. And that is that. Um, in the future, uh, we will, as I said previously, work more on deviations. So um, there will be uh, more and more sensors coming into things and also uh, that, that systems will read uh, and understand big data in a better way and provide you with that information when you need it, not unnecessarily. So you have to sit and read long Excel sheets and things like that. So for example, already now, uh, but not yet for our customers. You can sit in a meeting and you can discuss the, the budget for 2020 and then you refer back to the sales for 2018 and you say that, uh, no, no, that was not 150 million euros, that was um, uh, something else. Then that bot is coming in, interrupting you, saying, <coughs> excuse me, sir, but that was 147 million mm -hmm. euros in 2018. So the salespeople cannot bullshit. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> then they will have, have to bullshit the system first. <laughs> yeah. so, so you will have the facts uh, okay, when okay. you need them provided. So, yeah. so as a conclusion, um, we think that work life will be easier. Uh, so you will be less loaded with information. It will be available and pervasive 
uh, and and it will make your work that uh, mm. work life uh, easier actually. What 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 are your thoughts on this that AI will replace? I mean, some people say up to forty percent of the jobs. Some people say up to fifty percent. That AI will replace a lot of jobs. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I think so. Uh, you can see it already now. Uh, that is happening. I mean, uh, like uh, they claim e even like more advanced services like lawyers uh, that they will be replaced. I don't think that they w it will be replaced on the more advanced levels. But if you want to make a, a simple contract bet between two parties, uh, then then you need a, a forward-looking law firm that does um, uh, yeah a, a system that provides mm. you with some basics mm. and with A, B, and C together you mm. end up with a with yeah, a contract. Yeah. Um, so, but but on the number, I cannot say anything yeah. obviously. Yeah. So so. Yeah. So. Um, you did this work, you looked at the research and you looked at 10 years forward and you said in, in it increased the engagement in the employees. Uh, was the only the senior team part of this or did you speak to everyone in the whole company? How many employees do you have? Uh, uh, 450, 450 employees. No, we were speaking with the whole team. Mm. And, and the interesting thing with the future is that no one knows who is correct until within 10 years from yeah. now. So you can never claim that someone is mm. wrong. So we engage the, the whole company. Then obviously we compile it in a smaller group and we pull it together, obviously. Mm. Um, but we engage the whole company. Okay. Uh, from a client perspective, like from sales and marketing perspective, so you said the increased engagement in the employees. And how do you use this in the sales process with your clients? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, our normal sales process is that we come into a customer and then we start to, to try to understand the needs of the customer. Um, now we have changed that process. So now we go into the customer and start to ask more open questions about the future. What mm. will it look like? And then we move back from there to the needs. Uh, so it has impacted our sales process and our relation with the customers. And also we have we are packaging this and we provide seminars and workshops mm. with customers uh, for free. Uh, where they can learn what we have learned and also they can put their own perspective uh, on onto the future of, of their businesses. Mm. And, and our assumption and belief is that we are helping them to become more competitive. And one, one uh, spark that made us start with this was actually when I was um, at a meeting in one of our, our offices in Sweden and a person working with sales, he said that they had a, a very, very nice big flat screen on the wall with touch functionality and everything. Obviously costing, you know, plus 10,000 euros, uh, maybe 20, I don't know. And then he said, when we have customers here, we're showing this, this display to them. But I'm telling them, I'm not going to sell this to you because you don't need it today. Mm. I'm selling this more simple, smaller display with this functionality instead to you today. But when once it's time for you to go for the big, mm. nice display and uh, the cost performance is within your range, then I will tell you. Mm -hmm. so, so you increase so much the credibility mm. in your customer relation by, by being, uh, um, I wouldn't say expert, but at least having been thinking much more of the future competitive situation that our customers will be in. Yeah, because it was interesting uh, before this meeting, I went to the, your website and did a lot of 
looking around on the website and there's a lot of like educational material you know and it's not what you're thinking about when you think about a facilities management company or like an office management company so it was interesting to see you know you had like webinars and like workshops and mm -hmm. and i think reports you can download these kind of exactly. things exactly yeah. so yeah it's interesting and have you seen that this helps the sales guys appreciate absolutely this? Yeah. i mean it, it it brings an intellectual piece to to our employees to ourselves and and to our dialogue with customers uh, that we're not only selling hardware or services in a simple way, we put it into a context. And really th our ambition is to help our customers to become more competitive. Mm. We want them to be winners. Mm. And the ones that are looking around the corner in a better way than the competitors, typically these are the winners. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So this week I've been with a group from Dubai to Stockholm. We took the executive council to Dubai, and uh, from Dubai to Stockholm, and we did a lot of meetings. Uh, we met a lot of uh, co-working spaces. I know you work with Epicenter, it's one mm -hmm. of your clients, and uh, which is one of the trendiest co-working spaces in Stockholm, or in s probably in the world, actually. Um, and a lot of these co-working spaces, they were talking about co-creation, you know, working together, collaborating. Uh, do you see this also in like medium-sized companies, small-sized companies that have this like, space for informal meetings? Is that a trend as well that you see? Or? Um, because I, would I was thinking product for productivity, it may not I know. there's a lot of interruptions in these places. You know? uh, absolutely, but, but the, the, the challenge for small and medium-sized en uh, enterprises is that the flexibility that they typically have, it's their own time. Um, now we're talking about companies between maybe 20 employees up to two, 300 employees. So uh, often they don't have really the time to explore new ways of working. Um, but, but you can see it in another area, like everything that has with hobby and leisure activities to do. If you're interested in, in whatever, like uh, bees or a certain mm. sort of sharks or something like that, mm. or a car brand or a computer or something, then th there are thousands of forums where you're, where you're going. Mm. And there, there it's absolute, absolutely borderless exchange of information, ideas, and et cetera, et cetera. So I think that that area, uh, the leisure activities, goes ahead of the companies mm. in this trend, really with, with sharing of ideas, knowledge, competences. Mm. It's actually to the point already now, <laughs> when you look at yourself, my, my son said that the other day that he said, well, Dad, uh, because he was doing something in the garage on his uh, bicycle, and, and typically, <coughs> As a father, you get the question of helping him. Mm. But he said, well, uh, why, why do I need you? Because I got YouTube, you know? <laughs> the, and, and I don't yeah. trust you any longer because sometimes <laughs> things that you tell me, that I, they are wrong because <laughs> I see on YouTube how you should yeah, do it yeah. really. So, so I mean, th that's, that's really uh, the, the trend of things, that the, the knowledge is so accessible. Yeah, it's different. Huh? Um, so the, even the father role is being replaced by AI and, at uh, least it's and, and YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so you maybe you can advise yeah. on what sides to go yeah. to. And, <laughs> and like also with homework, you know, it, it, you cannot uh, you can always fact check it. You know, so it's exactly. No, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you uh, you came to Dubai in November, and we went out to the expo site. And uh, I knew a lot about the expo, but it was the first time for me as well at the expo site. So I was very impressed. And what was your impression of the expo in Dubai? 
Yeah, I mean, that, that was wonderful. So, so first of all, thank you for taking us there. It was still a construction site when yeah. we were there, and it's supposed to be uh, ready by November 2020, yeah, uh, I think. October, yeah, yeah. like so end October. of October, yeah. Okay. So, so of course, that's the, the, uh, the center and the, the, the peak of everything that is future-oriented mm. as the World Exhibition. That's, that's I mean, uh, when, when was the Eiffel Tower built in Paris? That was for the World Exhibition yeah, at the like time. I think like 100 years ago. 100 like years ago, yeah. exactly. Uh, 110 years ago, something yeah. like that, yeah. Uh, 1789 was the French Revolution. It was 100 years celebration ah, back. Okay, so, so okay, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if you are the least interested in the future, I think that the World Exhibition, especially in Dubai, where it's kind of limitless, uh, you know, asset-wise, uh, it's extremely interesting. So we have already now planned to go there with the team mm -hmm. uh, in order to, to look at the large corporation. I mean, we will have uh, everyone there. I mean, we will have uh, Uber and mm -hmm. we will have uh, Elon Musk will have his, um, uh, what is the tunnel called? Yeah, the uh, Hyperloop. The uh, Hyperloop yeah. going from Abu Dhabi to Dubai. Yeah. So a lot of interesting things. Huh? Yeah, that's the pinnacle yeah. of, of development in, in the world. So we will absolutely be there to get some more information yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. Ab about the future. So yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, a lot of interesting things going to happen over there. Um, anything else that you were, would like to discuss over in the future workplace? or? Um, yeah, I mean, may maybe that um, uh, I'm very optimistic about it mm. since um, if we pull the all these things together, I think that work life uh, is really about life in the future. So you will still have your private life and your hobbies and you will have your work life and you will have like a switch uh, between what's what. So, so you're not burdened and get, uh, you, you need to take the stress out of the human being that we are now under because of IT and all the information that's, that is accessible. I think that in the future that will be much better managed. So, so life, including work life, will be so much easier, better, more comfortable, and, and more creative. So, so that piece of the human being will, will be more important and, and bring better value. So I'm, I'm looking forward to what will be <laughs> within 10 years. That sounds good, because I had a very stressful week. So uh, that's, uh, I'm happy also that you're optimistic about the future, because there's a lot of negative things in media, if you'll read the newspaper and uh, so it's good to hear. Uh, is your website also in English or? It is uh, right now in Swedish, Norwegian and uh, parts of it in, in, in Finnish. Finnish yeah. yeah, okay. But not English, but some of the documents are in, in uh, English. Mm. Okay, so if you're listening to this and you're interested in the th workplace of the future, you can go to officemanagement.se. Correct. And uh, yeah, a lot of the listeners are in Sweden and Norway, so that's uh, that's fine. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Strategic Tech Coaching podcast. If you enjoyed the episode or if you enjoyed the, the podcast, please share it with a friend or two, trying to grow the podcast all over the world. Uh, you can learn more about Strategic Tech Coaching by going to strategictechcoaching.com. Uh, we also have a few tags coming up, which is the Ultimate Goal Seminar, which uh, is an inspirational seminar that we do in unique locations around the world. In, the du in Dubai, we do it in the desert. In Stockholm, we do it on a catamaran, uh, sailing outside on the islands. Uh, so we're, do, we do, we're doing the tags seminar in different locations around the world. And you can find more about this if you go to strategictechcoaching.com. 
We also have a new coaching program in Strategic Tech Coaching, which, which we call HSP. And HSP can stand for Happy, Successful and Productive or Healthy, Successful and Productive. And this is a one-to-one -one coaching program where you will work directly with me. Uh, we will be connected over WhatsApp, so I will follow up with you daily. So this is very uh, high-end program. Uh, it, and this is for you if you want to work on those areas you want to work on your happiness you want to be more successful and you want to improve your productivity if you want want to know more about this program just send me an email oscar at strategictechcoaching.com oscar with k you can also go to youtube and search for strategic tech coaching we have a lot of videos on youtube sharing some of the concept behind strategic tech coaching so thank you so much for listening Thank you for listening to the Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast with your host, Oscar Endermo. We'll catch you next time.